A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones, and the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If therefore you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. When I played football in high school, we would have two-a-days, especially in August before school started, where there would usually be a time for practice in the morning, some kind of drills, maybe film during the day or some stretching, and then we would have another practice in the evening. In that morning practice during drill work, I remember the coach very well, yelling at us over and over and over again how to play my position at offensive line, where to put your feet, how to take the first step, where to put your hands on your opponent, and all of the strategies that would come with it. I can remember that voice in my head. We have to go back to basics. We have to go back to basics. Going back to basics meant covering the most basics of things in the game of football. And if we remembered the basics, we would win. In the gospel this weekend, you too have the chance, the opportunity to go back to basics. You just heard the statement proclaimed in the gospel, you cannot serve both God and mammon. Thinking about our spiritual lives, it's the most basic of guidelines that Jesus has to offer us. I can think I remember a quote from the Baltimore Catechism that I learned from my grandparents. The whole purpose of this life is to know, love, and serve the Lord in this life and the next. Nothing can overshadow that relationship with God, plain and simple. However, how can we do that? How can we ensure that we will serve God with our whole heart? Currently in the Catholic Church, the bishops of the United States have asked us to enter into an intentional time of thinking about, praying with, and teaching about the Holy Eucharist. Eucharist, communion, Jesus Christ under the appearance of bread and wine. It's our main tool that I want to explore with you for this homily, and then over the next three weeks, as we prepare to for and celebrate our community's feast day on the 14th, and especially the 15th of October, the feast day of St. Teresa of Avila. So then let's take things with the Eucharist very back to the basics, shall we? As Catholics, we should remember that the very basics of what we believe in the Eucharist in the following three ways that I want to cover. First and foremost, Jesus died on the, on the cross and gave us the gift of the Eucharist. It is sacrifice. In this sacrifice, we find the gift of the Eucharist. At the Last Supper of his, with, our, with his disciples, and the following day, Jesus laid down his life on the cross. On the third day, he rose from the dead. What makes the Holy Cross of our Lord a mystery is that it takes place in time, at a geographic location, in a specific year. This moment of the cross is rooted in human history, in the sacrifice of Jesus. Yet because Jesus is present body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, that means that at every Mass there is an opportunity to experience the cross again, to experience Calvary all over again, to experience the sacrifice of our Lord as if we were gathered around Mount Golgotha, around Calvary itself. This means the event of the crucifixion is rooted in time, but the saving power of the cross transcends time itself. The sacrifice has the chance to impact us and to change us in how we live. Secondly, the Eucharist is about remembering. It's about remembering. Because Jesus tells us 
to remember to celebrate the Eucharist in memory of him. Since the Old Testament, the Israelites were told over and over again to not forget the works of the Lord. The scriptures tell us, If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. My friends, this is the language of covenant, of promise, of God's commitment to us, his people. After Jesus rose from the dead and before he ascended to the Father, Jesus tells the apostles in Matthew's gospel, I am with you always until the end of the age. My friends, Jesus promised to abide with us, to be with us until the end of time. We remember his promises, his works, and his presence in remembering the Eucharist and celebrating it well as a community of faith. Thirdly, the Eucharist impacts us. It impacts us. The three impacts are the how the Eucharist changes us, is that we are drawn closer together in community and unity, that we are drawn closer to God, the divine life. And lastly, we are healed. It's those three effects, being unified together, being drawn closer to God, and being healed, that I want to explore over the next three weeks, that I want to leave here for now, but just to remember that the Eucharist has impact on us in these three ways that we will explore over the following three weeks. So it's true. During football, I hated those drills, those moments of having to review and do the same thing over and over again, the work that it took, the time that it had to invest as well. However, when we played the game and we got tired, we remembered the basics. We were able to live them out, and then we were able to put them into effect. For us as well, there are moments when our lives are tough, when our crosses feel too heavy to bear, when our suffering seems to be too much. It's in those moments we can go back to the basics, to recall the basics of our faith, the basics of the Eucharist, of what we have learned, and then we can put those teachings and resolutions into effect every single day of our lives.